Hello and welcome to the SRF podcast. I'm Ollie and I'm Ben. If you're watching on YouTube, please remember to like the video, subscribe to the channel, and let us know in the comments what guest you'd like to see on the podcast next. Or if you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five star review. It really does help us out. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the SRF podcast. I'm Ollie Ballinger. And with me is co-host Ben Williamson. Ben, how are you? Hello, pal. Yeah, very good. Thank you, mate. Very good. Tired. Need a nap, but very good. Thank you. Tremendous. Well, on today's episode, really excited to welcome Austin from Running Refs, all the way from across the pond in the US of A. Austin, welcome. Hey, guys. Appreciate you having me. No problem. How are you uh, on this uh, fine day? Is it uh, better than uh, what it's like in England at the minute? <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm good. It's uh, in the upper 90s here today, so it's uh, hot, but not what it has been. It's been in the 110s over here the last couple of weeks, so uh, cooler weather, if you will. We'll have to get the editors to put some like the the conversion rate on the screen right now, because I, I don't know how warm that is, but we, we'll, <laughs> we'll tell everyone else. Why don't you tell us a little bit about you? You know, are, are you married, got kids? What's uh, What does uh, Austin look like? Uh, so no kids. Well, uh, two dogs, uh, two Bernice Mountain dogs. Man, they are the uh, apple of my eye. They are amazing dogs. Um, just got a 11 week old last week, so he's still. Uh, we're figuring out how to potty train right now. Still. Oh no. Um, okay. And I uh, live with my girlfriend. She's a physical therapist, so we're both in uh, the fitness world, and uh, we also both share potty training duties. So. Um, nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we live in an apartment. We're not homeowners yet, but um, looking forward to the day where uh, you know the tax rates and uh, interest rates go down, where we can do something like that. And then you can just leave the back door open, and they can go out, right? Party yeah, training, not I'm required. Don't have to worry about the elevator sending them out. <laughs> 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 Amazing. So, why don't you tell us a little bit about what's on your T-shirt, Running Ref? What All was right, the um, so idea behind that? This is uh, Running Ref. And it is an app-based fitness training program for officials. So I was a collegiate strength and conditioning coach for nine years. And, you know, uh, I know we will get into it a little bit, but Runner Ref started with a couple college football officials, so American football um, officials here. Um, we started training in person. And, you know, a year and a half later, we just kind of created Runner Ref. You know, it, we wanted to be able to help officials everywhere and put out a training program that they could do anywhere in the world. And, you know, some of the biggest things that they told me was, hey, we're always injured or we're hurt or we need to learn how to run more mechanically sound. And, um, you know, here we are today. It's a logo that we're really proud of and I'm excited to put on a T-shirt. Awesome. Awesome. I mean, uh, sounds um, it sounds really interesting because fitness is such an important part of being a um, being a sports official. Right. And I think that is in a multitude of reasons, just the positioning. Of, of the sports official to, to, to be in the best position to get the decision right. But I also think it plays a factor into the decision-making towards the end of the game. So like, if you think about it, you know, is my decision-making going to be as good in the 80th, 90th minute as it was in, say, like the first five to 10, you know, so like... Yeah, fatigue. Right, 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 right. So, you know, I think the 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 landscape of fitness is more than just what appears to be I just need to be fit because I need to run around. Yes. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of ways to be fit, right? I mean, we think of fitness as, uh, you know, Tabatas or bike rides or walks with our dogs or, you know, a jog around the park. But, I mean, fitness for officials is pretty specific. I mean, you already hit on it, right? The positions, 
the directions that I have to move in at every position on the field. So, um, you know, as a match official, as a basketball official, it all is important. And I get to the end of the game, like you're saying, fatigue could change the game if I'm, you know, not in the right mind space, if my heart rate's up too high, um, and now I'm all over the place. I don't make the right call at the right time. So, yeah, I just think it's it's critical. When you when you first started doing this and you first started training, I assume it was just a couple of friends or a couple of like other people at your local leagues or your local games. How, how many of you were doing it? And was it a group idea? Is it just your idea? Where did where did the, the idea come from to go? Actually, we could we could do something with this. Yeah, well, the, uh, the the two American football officials that reached out to me reached out to me um, through a mutual friend. And, you know, like I said, they, they mentioned, hey, we want to learn how to run better. We've had some soft tissue injuries and things like that. So we took it, and what we started to do was actually form a group out of that. So we started to meet once a month or twice a month last summer prior to um, American football season getting ramped up and started, right? And then, you know, they're in the middle of season, but they're at the same time like, hey, what do we do? It's Monday, it's Tuesday, it's Wednesday, um, you know, so on and so forth. So we just started with like Google Sheets and stuff, you know what I mean? And yeah, yeah. As more and more people started to, you know, they're branching out to those guys that, um, you know, we decided to put it on a platform where everybody can use it. So like, I just want to dig into like running ref a bit more. Like, is it, what, what is it? If you like, is it a platform? Can you visit on a web? Can you download an app? Like, tell us a bit yeah. more. <clears throat> yeah. So you can download an app. Um, we use the team builder app and that's where everything's loaded onto that app. So, you know, once you become a member and you join the, you know, runner ref family, you go in and you have a user dashboard and it lays out your workout. So, right, if I was to write something on a whiteboard for you, hey, you know, bench press, squat, two mile jog, whatever, right? It is all laid out there for you with demo videos and text descriptions um, in the order that you're supposed to do it in. So there's field work, there's court work uh, for the basketball officials, and then there's weight room work as well. And there's always, you know, bonus recovery sessions and all sorts of things. So, um, anything that you may need within the week of training, it's all within the app. Is it generic or sport specific? So it is sport specific. So, um, you know, we've got, uh, American football has different needs from, you know, um, international football or soccer, if you will, right? Basketball officials have different needs as well. So the programs have their own similarities, but they all have their differences too, right? I mean, and then obviously, you know, we talked about the, uh, temperature conversions. Actually, I did think ahead on this one. I made metric conversions for the uh, football program. So I'm sure you guys would be happy to know that it's in meters and not yards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but bizarrely, bizarrely, we still like miles rather than kilometers. That's crazy to me. Oh, we are a strange no, breed. Like, it's really odd, you know? You, you go to Europe and it's uh, everything's in kilometers and, and meters and everything. And I think there are a lot of elements of England that is still... Um, like metrics around meters and kilometers. But for whatever reason, if you ever go to someone, how far you're traveling or you're putting your expenses in, right? Everything's yeah. in miles. I mean, the minute you go kilometers, Mind blows mind. people's mind. Not clear. That's <laughs> interesting to me. I would have never thought that. I mean. So I've got a question for you then around, around some of this. So obviously fitness levels will differ depending on what level of sport and what sport. How do we intertwine or how do we get better techniques within what we're doing with our running styles, et cetera? Because I, I picked this up because I was observed uh, at one of my games recently. Um, and although I was everywhere I needed to be, I did everything I needed to do. The observer said, I looked slow 
So he said, well, if you just lift your knees up and pump your arms a bit more, you'll look like you're running quicker. And I'm like, that feels really unnatural to lift my knees higher when I'm running. But if that's what I've got to do to make it look like, how, how do I practice? How does somebody, not me, or actually me specifically, how do I do better at that? But like, how do we practice doing that without looking stupid? Because we don't really know what we do. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so within our training program, there are running and sprint technique drills that are laid out for you as well, right? So you know, YouTube and Instagram, I go like a little bit deeper into the how-tos, right? And I'll say, hey, this is a drill. It is part of the program, whatever. Here's how you do it. Here's the things to think about. Here's the common mistakes, right? Now, in your particular instance, you know, within the app, it's laid out for you step by step. So in my opinion, one drill always should lead to the next, right? You know, um, so we go from some basic drills to a little bit more complex, a little bit more dynamic to a little bit more you know, advanced per se, yeah. and then you get into the true sprint work, which would actually make you run faster. So um, all of those things, that, I don't want to say look at it like a track practice, but you can almost kind of find the same thought process of like, oh, I go through some drills, another drill, another drill, now I sprint, now I get into my conditioning and I want it to carry over, you know, there or on the pitch, obviously, as well, right? Okay, yeah, yeah, it makes sense. And why do you think officials don't do this enough? Or do, do you think officials practice skill set, their running techniques, et cetera? Why, why, why don't people do it and why should people do it? I, I don't think they do because they don't realize the importance of it. I, don't, um, I think they think, you know, I just go out for a jog, but the running mechanics of a jog and you taking off sprinting in a match are completely different. My foot strikes in a completely different place. My body's in a different position. But when I need to access that ability, uh, I need to be able to practice that before, right? I think they don't, they just don't see the importance in it really. But um, to be completely honest, the two biggest reasons, um, yes, obviously to run faster, you know, obviously as Ollie had mentioned earlier, like it's like uh, I need to be in the right place at the right time to make a call, right? Sure. So at some point, my speed of movement is important, yeah. Um, and then on another aspect, the better I am technically, um, I'm more efficient. And I'm putting my limbs and my feet and my legs in better positions so that I save myself from some soft tissue injuries, right? So, I mean, that's what you see a lot of people uh, issues with when it comes to soft tissue injuries. Their gait pattern or the running mechanics just aren't sound and technical like they should be. And forgive my, um, forgive my ignorance here, but when you talk about soft tissue, can you elaborate a bit more? Uh, muscular injuries. Okay. So, um, yeah, a calf strain or a hip flexor strain or hamstring pull, right? Okay. Um, those would all be forms of soft tissue injuries. So, yeah, the uh, aches and bruises that have us wrapped up in an ace bandage. Yeah, trying to get rid of those. Yeah, and I guess I hear quite often shin splints, um, you know, come about a little bit more often because I referee more indoors than I do outdoors. And you normally find that you're on a slightly harder core. Mm. Um, so, you know, what can you do around, you know, shin splints is there is there much that can be done other than rest referee outside i think so do you specifically have shin splints no i don't fortunately enough no you haven't run hard enough mate that's why (laughs) no it doesn't sound pleasant i can tell you that much from what from what i've heard i mean i actually played college baseball here in america and um we had a kid when i was in college that had shin splints and our assistant baseball coach because it was such a small college we didn't have an athletic trainer to tend to some of these injuries. He took a baseball bat, a wooden one, and rolled it on the muscle in front of a shin. I've never heard a guy scream so loud in my life. Oh, oh. that's a no from me already. 
Nah, I'd rather. Uh, there's some stuff you can do similarly, though. That's uh, a lot less invasive. I mean, I would always try to take care of my feet. So yes, the surface is hard, but um, I like to do self massage on my feet, and those are things that I recommend to people too. Golf balls are probably the best, but um, you know, lacrosse balls can be great too. Baseballs. Um, so everything starts from your feet. So if you loosen up what's on the bottom of that foot. Obviously, it runs up the chain a little bit too. The calves, so definitely on the backside of where that uh, shin splint is too. So the calves still, you know, hold some effect to that. And then on the front side too, there is muscle wrapping around and beside that bone. So you've got to loosen that back up and kind of massage that too. So um, there's a piece of equipment called the peanut ball. I actually just make them myself because they cost money. But um, two tennis balls, if you can imagine, kind of figure eight with some um, uh, athletic tape become soft but still and kind of roll that through the middle of that shin bone and all the way up and down those muscles so there's a quick tip for you peanut ball on the shins uh, very helpful <laughs> i might i might try that you know just to uh just to see what yeah. it's like it's good it's good i like it you know fair, you know home creation i've seen people like get like hard cricket balls or golf balls or whatever and you like, they literally just put it on the floor and just roll your foot over around it right yeah. in, the, in the soft part of your foot like i've always wondered what what does that do just loosening up all the tissue. So, I mean, uh, in your feet, right? Actually, in your feet, you have a quarter of the bones of your body. Okay, so two feet, split them in half. You know, you've got comprising of a lot. So with that, you've got tendons, ligaments, muscles, obviously nerves in some different spots. So uh, you still need to take care of your feet as well, right? If I'm going to massage my hamstrings and my glutes or my pecs, um, I need to take care of my feet, especially if they're the most important thing for me. So they're just massaging. That's all it is. Now, that feels better for me because my feet are ticklish. So if your feet are ticklish, don't let anybody rub your feet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, dude. I'll end up kicking someone in the face, so I'm not going to do that. I'll miss that. <laughs> yeah. So I, what, I, what I'd really like to know, Austin, is like, obviously, running ref, you must have some experience as a, as a ref. So were you a, a sports official? Are you an active sports official? Um, here's, the, uh, here's the caveat. I've never officiated a game. Okay. 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 Uh, I did a seven on seven. I don't know if you're familiar. Seven on seven in America is like uh, football without the linemen, essentially. I did go and learn and put the stripes on. So I guess technically I have got into a game, but it was a um, Christian charity event. It was an FCA event. And, uh, you know, some local college football officials invited me to come and be a part of it and to help them out. And obviously for me to see what they see also, right? It's kind of important. Completely but, different. Right? No, never appreciated a game. Um, I think that would be a little, I'm not saying counterintuitive, but, you know, I would say, you know, more my expertise lies in training and fitness and, you know, things of that nature, not in officiating. So, I mean, you know, I'm not a car salesman, you know, trying to write a cookbook or something like that. You know what I mean? I'm just no, 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 no. trying to stay in my lane. Did you enjoy it when you put the stripes on and went out and did some type of officiating? Did you enjoy it? And stay yeah, it was cool. Yeah, I mean, you really have to keep your eyes on a lot. Like, you got to focus. There's, there's no lapse in judgment. There's like, you got to focus while you're out there. I agree. I agree. Um, so, how touch, touch judges and referees obviously have different core movements, different things they need to do. Uh, why is it important that everyone does what's relevant to them? So, I think that, so I in England am um, a full time assistant referee. So, I'm always the touch judge, if you like. Um, so there is almost there no point me doing the same training 
as the referees at my level, right? Because I'm more doing lateral movements, more side to sides, more turning sprints. So just going out for a long 5k run is not going to really do anything for me, is it? I mean, in my opinion, no. If you say, hey, it's Sunday, I want to go for a run and, you know, just... I will never say that. For the record, I will never say that. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, five-mile runs not on my Sunday to-do list either. (laughs) I don't think it's specific to what your needs are, if you get what I'm saying. But beneficial, maybe, but not not specific, though. So the um, fitness of a sports official... The, you know, depending on the sport, like what attributes correlate to what peak fitness looks like. So, and obviously the level in which you officiate probably has an influence on this. So like, what do you think in your opinion with the, with the clients that you've worked with, are the sports officials that exude peak fitness? You know, what do they have? Do they, do they look like they got a body fat of 2% or are they very well built or, you know, what, what does it look like? I think they come in all shapes and sizes, to be fair. But, um, I mean, you guys have seen there's some that aren't, there's some that aren't. I think the higher and higher levels that you go up, definitely you see some people with, you know, better physiques and more, you know, professional look. And, you know, they look the part of an official as well. So I think that you do see some of those attributes. Um, I think you see a little bit more lean muscle mass for the most part. So um, I think those are the two biggest things. Lower percentage of body fat, higher percentage of, you know, lean muscle mass. And then obviously that leads them into probably being in a pretty good fitness shape, but not in all cases, obviously. Yeah. I mean, like personally, like body fat is a, um, is a metric that's measured. And I saw something. Um, thanks for bringing that up again. Yeah. You're welcome, <laughs> Ben. No problems. Like, like, so like Ben and I officiate at the higher levels um, of the game. And so like my body fat personally has got to be sub, 15% that's the target that I'm going for because that's what's um that's the metric that I've got to operate within and so like over these last I would say six to eight months I've taken a really conscious effort to like see if I can change it and obviously body fat is not easy to change but one of the things I found myself doing is a lot more going to the gym and doing weights as opposed to doing running and like, my, like I enjoy running a couple of half marathons in the locker, like really enjoy it. But, 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 you know, my body needs muscle. So yeah, like what percentage of your training programs are more focused on like, let's say muscle work in the gym. Like how often are you in the gym every week versus let's say doing cardio. And is it, you do more work on weights in the off season and during the seasons more keeping things tip top, you know, do you, do you follow me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, the three programs are a little different. Actually, you know, football or soccer is the most intensive in terms of what's put together. But that's kind of because the structure of the week is a lot different, too, for what y'all do, right? So there are two different active recovery days that are kind of built in. One has an option for a true sprint workout. Um, There are two other days that are on-field conditioning. So only two true days of conditioning. Because typically, you know, these match officials are going out and then they have multiple games on a weekend as well. So kind of front loading the beginning of the week with that. Now, in terms of weight training, there is three days of that. And that's pretty much year round with a fourth day. that's kind of, I don't want to say fun, but I call it look the part. And it's just machine based gun show work. But um, to your point, it's 
you know, it's an option, right? If you don't want to do that portion, you don't have to. Um, and then there's some extra low impact cardio that goes on as well. So you have the opportunity of three different conditioning sessions, three different gym weight workout sessions, and then a fourth kind of fun gun shell um, session that goes along with that. So uh, to your point, yeah, I think a lot of people of past myth is that, oh, I need to run to lose weight. I need to run to lose weight to lose body fat. Well, maybe you just need to gain muscle mass. And there's a different metabolic effect to all of that, which I won't go into great detail with. We have, you know, a uh, guy who's going to start handling our dietary stuff for us. And we're going to start talking about that in the future. So um, I won't spoil the fun. I will let his expertise go there. But um, yeah, yeah, muscle mass for sure. It's It's been really interesting because I would have said, you know, that if I go out for a run five times a week, you know, the, the weight is going to drop off. And like, for me, it generally does. I generally can shift a little bit when I start running. But like, I think I've achieved the same thing by doing less cardio and more weights. And it's just been a little yeah. bit of an eye opener for me, you know, and that had just been my own personal experience, um, you know, within fitness. So, you know, doesn't, you know, for those that don't like running, you don't have right. to run. Yeah. You can just go in there. Uh, Pump some iron in, you know, feel good as well. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah you got to add a little bit then, that's for sure. You'd have to do that one day. You have to like do your little gun show thing. Like, I won't do it because I don't have any guns. So uh, that'll be embarrassing. <laughs> it, but... <laughs> so, well, we can send it to you and you tell us how it goes. Your uh, hoodie might be fitting a little different after. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't think I need to be doing any egotistical poses for sure. <laughs> no, but I think no, you should do it. There's no posing do it. in the program. I'll tell you that. There's no posing. Yeah, good. Oh, so that's why I'm not going to do it. No, I'm joking. I'll, I'll have a look. <laughs> so, so obviously, the, go on, go on, Ben. Go on. No, I was no, just no. going to talk about um, like we we mentioned earlier beforehand. Um, I think offline around um, sports officials spend a lot of money on gym programs, gym memberships, which may or may not be accurate to to their requirements to actually what they need to be doing. Did you did you want to touch yeah. on that? Yeah, you know. Um, uh, people spend a whole lot of money on, you know, Orange Theory or CrossFit or, or things like that that may or may not be super specific to what they need. And that's all it goes back to is understanding what you need and what you want, right? You know, we kind of just touched on it a little bit. Like, I want to be in the gym a little bit more, right? So there's no need for me to do certain things, especially if they're not going to help me as an official. So um, I, people spend a ton of money on these things, but they just have to know what they're trying to prepare for. I'm trying to prepare for... Uh, the court or the field or the pitch, right? I'm trying to prepare specifically for those things. And they spend a lot of useless money on things that aren't designed uh, for the same aspect. They're more general fitness um, as opposed to very specific. So that's just always where I think, you know, if you're going to spend money on something, like know what you want and what you're getting into out of that. You know what I mean? And is that because, is it difficult to find specific kind of training programs for the sports roles that we do and is is that where you've seen a gap in the market to go well actually it's, it's quite difficult to find something specific to what i need to do as a touch judge as opposed to a referee and it's not just basic general fitness is is that why people don't do it as much because they just don't know what they're doing yeah i think um to be completely honest there's just not anything out there you know what i mean unless y'all seen something obviously across the pond but um over here, there's nothing, and I would have never known that, obviously, until I got into this, but there's just been nothing for them, right? So um, I, I think people just don't know. So they're like, oh, I'll just do CrossFit, or oh, maybe I'll go into powerlifting, or oh, maybe I'll join the running club. But 
Yeah, people don't know. Yeah, I think that's probably the exact same with me. I'm not a gym buff. I don't wake up and go, I need to go and spend three hours in the gym today. I know that I need to do something because my body fat is still too high. So I need to be below 18% body fat for my next promotion. Um, and I'm not. Um, so I know I need to do something. But the bit that scares me with all of it is I don't know what I'm doing. So I don't know uh, if I do high weight reps and low numbers or I, I don't get it. Um, and I think that puts me off from from doing anything. So I'd rather not do anything than go and do something, which is also mind, like mindset, right? Like I know in my head I should go and do something. I had a game last night, um, worked quite hard, moved as much as I could, et cetera, et cetera. Today I've been sat down working all day, haven't done any exercise, haven't done any stretching um, because I don't really know what I should be doing the day after a game. Uh, hey, I mean, that's fair, you know, to be honest. And the sets and reps thing, don't get too caught up in it. I mean, each set and rep range has a different uh, need, but, you know, some people are afraid of doing too many reps. They're like, oh, I'll get fatigued. Some people are afraid of doing too low of reps. They're like, oh, I'm not getting anything out of this. Well, that's where you need some guidance to tell you no when the reps are low. Typically, you want the weight to be a little bit higher. You're building strength at that point. You know, vice versa, when the reps are a little bit higher, you're either, you know, trying to uh, build on some volume or create a little bit more fatigue and, you know, muscular tension through all of those things that, you know, you want the weight to be a little bit lower. But you're always trying to push some of those things to drive your body to a new threshold, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I think for me, just getting into the gym will probably drive my body into a new threshold of going, what are you doing in here? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> There's nothing wrong with starting with some push-ups and pull-ups. I'll tell you that right now. Bodyweight lunges. Nothing wrong with those things. I should. I need to do that. I actually really need to do that. Well, make a note, Ben, and make sure it happens. I'll add it to the to-do list, Ollie. I'll add it to the to-do list. Then you'll follow up email next week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, yeah. Can I see the video? I want to see your technique. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 you yeah. Should do that. You should yeah, do that. yeah. We'll put a bit of social peer pressure on you, Ben. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nailed it. So what, what, what I would like to know is, like, what are the differences between let's say the NFL and basketball as a sports official, because like one is obviously clearly outdoors and one is indoors. Like yeah. what, what do you, what do you think are the differences like from a training program perspective between, between the two? Yeah. So, I mean, in the basketball game, for the most part, court is a lot shorter, smaller, more concise. So, um, but what they do in game is a lot of sprinting. They do a lot of stop, start, sprint, stop, start, sprint. So, you know, we have um, an exercise that we do a lot of, repeat sprints that are in the program on a consistent basis, not every week, but on a very consistent basis to prep them for some of that. And then they have a few more deceleration drills to make sure that they're ready to stop as quickly as they have to, right? The football program, um, the distances just get a little bit longer. There's not as much of the deceleration work and things like that, but there's also multiple positions within, you know, uh, American football as well, right? I mean, you got, you know, you just got guys all over the field, line of scrimmage, back judges. So there's some different requirements from that aspect too. And there's some more lateral movements that are uh, involved in that program. But um, within that program now, we have some multi-directional conditioning, which basically is like a circuit, but it just combines a lot of the elements because they're not going to run straight and backpedal on every you know single um, play, right? But they might they might run on an angle and cut, and they might you know backpedal, turn, and run on the next one. So we have some circuits that are built in to kind of make sure that they're getting some specific conditioning, but general athleticism as well. Yeah, it's interesting because I would I, I referee futsal and I would say that's a much more comparable to basketball. Uh, oh, and we yeah, do find ourselves, indoors. you know, doing a lot of um, 
fast sprints, you know. And I think what's also interesting is how the fitness tests have evolved as well, like over the last sort of 10, 15, 20 years. I mean, if you go back to when I started in 2005, we had to do a thousand meters in 12 minutes on a running track. I mean, how that has any correlation to what you do as a referee, right? Baffles yeah. me. But, but that was the test, you know. But, but today, it's a lot different, you know. We're doing sprints on timed gates. And then we're doing yeah. things like, particularly in, foot, in futsal, we're doing a yo-yo test with two different types of movement, forwards and then sideways. So it's like, it's really encouraging to see like the governing bodies changing the tests so that they're more relevant and bespoke to what is relevant for the referee. But I think there's an element of referees and sports officials generally need to find a program that works for them, you know, bespokely. Yeah. Yeah. How do y'all feel about those tests, by the way? I dread them. Every like time they come around, I hate them. Knowing that it comes <laughs> up in my email inbox and go, I've got to go and book one to go in. Oh, I should probably go. Because I, like, I have confidence in my ability. Like, I know I can do it. And I, I I know I can pass it with with my just standard general level of fitness. But I still get petrified year in, year out that I'm not going to pass it. But So I think that's more like psychological, right? It needs to happen. There needs to be a basic level of fitness. I don't like it. I don't. I don't know anyone that actually goes. Oh yeah, fitness test time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. But no, I never get. Really, I don't get picked up on my fitness. Apart from I don't lift my knees high enough and pump my arms hard enough. It doesn't look like I'm sprinting. I never get told you, you're not fit enough or you shouldn't be at this level because you don't run fast enough or whatever. So, it's, it's for me. It's a really interesting dynamic that we have to do these tests when actually, I. I I I would say scrap the fitness tests. And if you during the season you get picked up two or three times for for not being in the right position or not being fit enough, then you should have to go and do something to show them you have a basic level of fitness. Just to go or an intervention. Tick a box every year to say I turned up, I did my runs, I did my sprints, fine. Is actually kind of irrelevant just because I pass it in June. In December, am I fit enough to, to referee or officiate at the level I officiate? It's kind of just a tick box exercise, if, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I, I get that. I, I always find it interesting to hear, you know, what different people say about the test and how they feel about them. And I mean, I think it's pretty outstanding that most people say, yeah, I don't like doing them. But um, yeah, they have come a long ways, though. I mean, they've, I've tried to, you know, learn over the, I've tried to go back and learn of what they've done over the years and what they're doing now. So, um, I'm seeing some of those things, but yeah, I don't know if we'll ever get it perfect, but there's got to be like some objective measure at all points, right? For somebody. So I guess that's where they're going with it. A controversial question for you. Do you think, uh, the progression pathway for officials should be, uh, based on body fat percentage? Do you think that has correlations to the fitness of an official? Um, not necessarily. Um, uh, I like the idea of a fitness test over a body fat percentage test, though. I'll tell you that. Um, that makes a lot more sense to me. I mean, just because I have a low percentage of body fat doesn't necessarily I'm, mean I'm in shape to officiate a full game. So, um, But also, you could argue vice versa. But I'm glad you said your answer, to be fair, because I agree. Because my body fat is yeah. too high, but I think I'm good enough to be able to do the job. 
Yeah, you just see different body types that are able to accomplish the same goals, right? But you don't see somebody who's low percentage of body fat that is in terrible shape that's able to go and do the job that you guys do at the high level that you do it. So I don't see that. No, no, I agree. I agree. But I think I think what it is personally is it's the aesthetic appeal for people though, right? I mean, there's fans looking at you, there's uh, players and coaches. I just think you, you don't want somebody that has, you know, an odd shape or, you know, that's overweight out there officiating at the right, wrong time, right? So um, yeah. I think it's the public perception. Yeah, I get it. I think I think in my ideal world, there should be a, ideally we'd like you between, be between X and Y. But then yeah. I guess you're always going to have someone that's just over it or just under it or whatever. So I guess there needs to be a cutoff at some point. You can be between 0 and 18 is what they're saying, right? For, for my level, for example. But I think, yes, yes. But I think fi- a fitness test is probably more inducive of what you do actually as a sports official yeah. than, a, than, a, than, a, than a measure of how much fat is in your body, if you see what I mean, you know? It's about, I think everyone can understand why. But I think there's an element of as long as it's relevant to what it is that you're doing, people can buy into it, you know. And I think you work towards making sure you can hit those levels. So it's a balance. It's a balance for sure. Um, so what's your aspirations and plans for the future with with Running Ref then, Austin? You know, how long you've been going and where's the next chapter? What does it look like? Well, uh, you know, I mentioned it earlier is a year and a half ago, roughly, started with the first two officials. Um, now, you know, we have uh, an online training program. So that's an incredible evolution in a year and a half. Uh, we actually went live, live early this year. So, um, you know, where everybody can, you know, have access to it. I would like to help as many officials as I can worldwide. So I would like to get into some different countries and, um, you know, spend some time in the UK and get with more match officials out in the UK and more basketball officials worldwide. It's a worldwide sport, you know, more um, you know, American football officials as well. But I would like to grow this to that level to where, you know, officials everywhere know what Run and Ref is. They know what the brand is. They know it's a quality program that if they ever need something, they can go to and make sure that they are, you know, in shape but healthy going into it for their entire season. So those are the those are the biggest goals for it. And you're introducing some nutrition into what you're doing? Yeah, so um, we're fine-tuning the details right now and trying to figure out you know exactly what that looks like and what people can have access to so we definitely want to um that's just such a big piece i mean uh not only for recovery but uh in between games uh pre-game post-game meals um and, and then throughout the course of the week too i know it's difficult right if you're traveling if you're on planes uh trains different things it becomes tough but you know different tip sheets and stuff can help you um you know hey gas gas station checklists things like that hotel checklists just small items that, hey, throw this in your suitcase before you travel. So um, uh, with that, will be some hydration pieces and stuff. And then we're also working on some different ebooks and things like that. The first one should be ready in the next week, just more like general recovery uh, methods and stuff like that. And then we're going to put the biggest thing that people ask me about is like the Achilles and foot stuff, um, Achilles tendonitis, calf strains. So working on that being the next one that we put out and then probably something on nutrition as well. And then I don't know. We'll see where it goes after that, but uh, it's just some small stuff like that. We also want to do more and more in-person stuff. So here in Dallas, um, we do some in-person training, and we've traveled a little bit to different places to do some in-person training with you know large groups. So 
like to do more and more of that and get out to some officials' camps and preseason clinics and stuff like that and really just teach officials good movement and what their body should do and, um, you know, just try to help them with any questions that they may have as it applies to making themselves better. And is that, do you think that that specifically work with like the governing bodies or the top organizations or is it better to go to like the regional associations to, to, to get the word out? What's kind of the plan to, to get out there? Honestly, anybody that we can talk to, to be fair, um, the, the regional smaller chapters around here are very accessible and easy to get to, but obviously you can affect more people and get to more people if you can get to the larger governing bodies. But, um, once again, it's just being able to spread the word and getting people to understand what you're doing and what your mission is, but also if it's beneficial or if you're just trying to sell them something, you know what I mean? So um, that's where people are always kind of hesitant a little bit. And it's like, okay, well, you know, it takes time like anything, you know? Oh, it takes time. All right. <laughs> I can assure you of that. I think Ben yeah. and I have had our own experiences with uh, things taking time, you know? I mean, Yes Ref is um, over four years old now. And, you know, it's, okay. it is still taking time to um, to build and grow. Don't get me wrong. We have done a lot in a short space of time and, and we're really excited by that. But it is by far taken longer than probably either of us would have anticipated. And I think to what some degree. So we've got a couple of really interesting features that we're about to deploy um, in the next month. Um, and one of the one of them is related to the feedback around sports officiating so allowing different people across the game to provide feedback about their experience both in game and uh, outside of the game so whether you're a spectator a parent guardian a coach a secretary or whether you're the sports official itself what was your overall experience was the venue good? Was the hospitality good? Was the communication good? Did people behave themselves? And like, we want to understand what that experience looks like. But for both sides of the coin, right? The sports official, because it's important to want to keep them in the game and understand what they like and don't like. But also for, for the clubs. Because, you know, without the clubs, we don't have a game. So we want to understand what's important yeah. to them, right? So, and it could sometimes... Yeah giving penalties in the last minutes of games is always going to leave that sour taste, right? Always. But, you know, what we're interested in is like, was the overall game facilitated well, you know, and was the game well facilitated? So I, we're really interested into what people's um, adoption of it is going to be like, you know, are people going to be really comfortable with putting a lot of feedback in a, in an app? Who knows? No, so yeah. that's, that's next on our hit list. Um, right. So that's, cool. that's important right now in the officiating world. We think so. Yeah, we think so. Because no one ever asks, right? No one, no one ever asks the referees, how did you enjoy today? Because if we can start understanding yeah. those pictures and the, at the end of the year, that referee quits and goes, actually, I'm not going to do it again next year. We can look back and go, well, actually, out of the 60 games they officiated, they didn't enjoy 40 of them. So yeah, I'd, I'd expect them to not re-register next year and then actually we have some more information going into the next couple of years or halfway through the year we could probably look at that and go well actually next year we might struggle for sports officials because based on previous trends if you have more than 50 percent of your games you've not enjoyed it you're not going to re-register next year we're, we've got even more problems than we got this year yeah no i get that for sure 
but we'll see. Yeah, so, lots to come from it. We, we, we will. So what we like to do at the end of every podcast, Austin, is uh, pose a, a question to our guest. Um, so I'm in, particularly intrigued to hear what your answer is going to be too, on this actually. one. Me too, actually. Me too, from a different um, perspective. Right? <laughs> yeah, what's coming uh, here? Little, little <laughs> drum roll, please. Little drum roll. <laughs> so if we was to give you a magic wand, what's the one thing that you would like to change in the sports officiating world? The amount of officials that quit every year. Great answer. Yeah. To be completely honest, I mean, you just hit on the point, but the more and more, uh, we can't play the games with, I love sports, right? I told yeah, you yeah. guys, I've never been an official before, so uh, we already got that out of the way, but we can't play the games without officials. And I think it's just incredible how terribly that officials uh, get treated. I mean, I was at a youth soccer game recently, and okay. I saw an official getting like barked at. I'm like, we're talking about seven-year-old soccer, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. keep the kids interested, but like, this guy's out here making not very much money. He's in this hot sun all day. Give him a break. He's doing the best he can at that level. So I would like to see that. Um, that would be pretty cool in my opinion. Now that I'm getting deeper and deeper in the community, now I have some compassion for officials, right? Yeah, yeah, when I yeah. first started, um, the two guys that I started with, they said, hey, you're never allowed to yell at an official again. So mm. yeah, great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone took took that a bit of advice on that. Be that'd be banging, right? Especially in the grassroots kids kids world. Yeah, absolutely. So if people yeah, want to um, find you, follow you, get the app, you've got thirty seconds. Give it a plug. Where can we find you? Where can people find you? Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. All right. So our website is runningref.com. Um, and on all social media, so YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, at Running Refs, uh, with an S at the end, actually. Um, the website doesn't have one, but story for another day. Um, <laughs> uh, my direct email is austin at runningref.com. I'm pretty responsive, pretty easy to get hold of. If there's like issues you have or things that you're curious about, obviously you can reach out on you know those that channel and find me pretty easily. But all of the programs are laid out on the website. They're very easy to find. They're very easy to access. Um, and you get directions that tell you exactly what to do when you're, when you're done. So, um, that's the plug right there. That's Great. It. I love that. Go check love, it out. Love it, Austin. And I tell you what I am going to do, right. Is I'm going to go and create my own peanut ball. If you need a demo on that, I got you. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I'm going to go give that a blast. I'll, I'll send you a photo because it could be a dismal first effort. We want but, that. Um, we want that on yeah. socials, Ali. We, you've got to post that. And show us, just, yeah, yeah. show us just using it as well, because it'll probably fall apart as soon as you use it. Like. Yeah, quite, quite. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, yeah, I'll get, I get, one, I'll get one across to you for sure. Austin, thank you very much. It's been really interesting uh, getting into the, um, well, firstly, just understanding your story on running refs, you know, both, uh, I think we're both part of a, a young little startup. So it's always interesting yeah. understanding how that, um, how that story has developed thus far. We wish you th- the most amount of luck that uh, that you can get with it because you need a little bit of luck along the way. And hopefully we'll um, keep a close eye on your journey with fitness and you never know, Ben and I could be knocking for a little advice uh, further down the line. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, well, I can't thank you guys enough for having me. So definitely appreciate it and getting to know you guys and, you know, we'll definitely keep in touch and, you know. When you come over, we'll go to a game. That's right. Definitely need to experience that in person. We will sort that out for you, my friend. We will do that. Thanks, Austin. Cheers, pal. All right. Thank you, guys.